Entrepreneurship is hard. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur, freelancer, you're running your own business and it's you, or if you're building a bigger business where you're gonna have staff and employees and like locations and all of that, right? Either way, you're gonna face lots of challenges. And one thing that I've learned is that your capacity to handle stress, challenges, difficult situations will largely determine your success as an entrepreneur. Like running your own business, doing your own thing, you need to be able to handle stress, challenges, difficult situations in a way that most employees in most businesses are never challenged to do. And for that, it's all about the mental game. It's all about your mental game. What's in your head and, and also what's in your heart, right? So today we're gonna to talk about mastering the mental game of entrepreneurship. And if you want more content like that, like this, let me know and make sure you like and subscribe. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, uh, so today's episode as usual is sponsored by me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go deep in the back catalog to share a link with you that I think that you will find especially useful and interesting and relevant. My business coach, Joseph Rodriguez, uh, worked with me for a while on developing some content for my BTMS Insiders training library. Uh, BTMS Insiders is like, it's like Netflix, but for copywriting, marketing, and entrepreneurship training. And the link in the description, the first one is to Pinnacle Performance Habits, the training that I, I did, actually Joseph Rodriguez did with me. Now, Joseph has built his YouTube channel up to, um, I believe the last time I checked, it was like 11 million views, millions of views, and, um, and speaks about entrepreneurship and, um, and his mental game stuff. And his training went deep into all these different aspects of entrepreneurship. You can check it out at the link in the description. Uh, again, like you pay one low monthly fee, you get instant streaming access to all my training, and that's one that's worth checking out. All right, mastering the mental game of entrepreneurship. I have three big lessons for you, and they're, all of them are going to build on each other. The first lesson, the first idea, the first important aspect of the mental game of entrepreneurship is that you are not your thoughts and feelings. You are not your thoughts and feelings. This comes from like many of the great wisdom traditions all around the world. You know, people who meditate or pray and really try to get in touch with their, um, with, with how their minds work. And the same thing has been found in uh, secular mindfulness traditions that if we go through this process of meditating, being mindful, praying, we often end up in the spot where we recognize that we have all of these thoughts and feelings, but we are not these thoughts and feelings. They're like the waves on the ocean, right? The waves are, you know, they, they go through the ocean, but the ocean is ultimately unchanged by the waves. And maybe the highest goal of meditation is not, you know, some peak experience, right, of feeling, ah, but 
just simply recognizing that you are not your thoughts and feelings. And it's the ability to sit there and witness as your brain, as your body comes up with all of these thoughts and feelings inside of you. And to not get lost in those thoughts and feelings, but to instead be able to sit back and consistently witness them. It's a pretty simple idea, but it's, it's a muscle that grows with practice. And this is so important in entrepreneurship because the moment you run into a stressful situation, if you let it just pull you in, if you let it just rip you out of all of your priorities, all of your plans, all of your whatever, you're gonna struggle. And if that's your day-to-day -day existence, you're just gonna be a firefighter in your business and you're never going to be able to like work on your business, operate your business with any intention, execute on any new plans and initiatives, create new value in the world. You're gonna be stuck chasing little issues. And so in order to practice this, you can, you can acknowledge, you know, and, and this is happy feelings too, sad feelings too. It's about, it's about finding that space that um, never moves in the context of all the waves, right? Um, the, the waves and ocean metaphor is a good one for this. So I am feeling X. I am not X. So um, stress is actually going to come up a lot in this episode. And so let's use stress as the example here. I am feeling stress about this situation. I am feeling stress about, you know, meeting payroll, right? Uh, that is a, okay, I am, there is this feeling that I am having. It is not me, right? Versus I am stressed. I am stressed. Hmm. Okay. I am stressed internalizes. It makes you inseparable from the stress. I am feeling happy. I am happy. You know, maybe you want to embrace that happiness more. Maybe you want to make the happiness part of your identity. Um, I, I, I will say that the more you make the positives part of your identity, the more likely you are to make the negatives part of your identity. And you can have a sense of peace and joy and lightness that comes um, even as you, as you move the happiness outside of your identity. Right. So this this oftentimes won't make you experience less happiness. It'll actually make you experience more happiness to be able to say, like, I am feeling this. I am experiencing this instead of saying it is me. Right. So that's the number one lesson that I have for you in terms of mastering the mental game of entrepreneurship, because we're going to be dealing with so many complexities, so many challenges, so many stressors, so many whatever. Right. And. We need to be able to manage those and handle those and importantly manage ourselves and handle ourselves in the face of all of that. And well, <laughs> um, this, is, this is really the core. I, I would say this is the core in life, but um, we're talking about entrepreneurship here, right? Next up, let's talk about the three mind killers and how to defeat them. <laughs> You've probably, you're probably familiar with these. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Okay, so I, you're feeling fear, you're feeling uncertain, you're feeling doubtful, right? 
These things are cultivated and sold by the mainstream media. It's one of the biggest challenges with social media today, with unlimited access to all the world's information, with for all the benefits of the internet, this is the stuff that gets piped into our brains 24-7. It's available. You can doom scroll the internet and just fill yourself, just fill yourself with fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And the media loves it because, well, I mean, you've heard if it bleeds, it leads, right? The more we're addicted to negative news, the more impressions and eyeballs they have to sell to advertisers. And what they found is that all of this negative news, all of this fear, uncertainty, and doubt, the more they cultivate it in you, the more they hold your attention and are able to sell your attention to advertisers. Now, I'm often on the other side of that, being somebody who is in copywriting and advertising, um, but also I recognize that you know, we can't get caught up in that. And I'll even tell my customers, <laughs> don't get caught up in that, right? Um, yeah. You can't let fear, uncertainty, and doubt take over. And, you know, go back to step one. I am feeling fear. I am feeling uncertainty. I'm feeling doubt. I'm not afraid. I'm not uncertain. I'm not doubtful. But I'm feeling those things, right? So the question is, like, in your life, how much are you, do you get stuck in these, right? How much in your, whether it's like in your, in your business, in your life, whatever, how much do you get stuck in fear? How much do you get stuck in uncertainty? How much do you get stuck in doubt? How much do you get, like, self-doubt, whatever, right? How much do you let them run your life? And how are they holding you back? How much are these narratives, these stories, because that's what, that's what they are. Like, it's a story arising in your mind, in your, in your feelings, how much do you let them run your life? How much do you let them hold you back? Um, notice that. That's what, that's what step one was all about, like stepping back and recognizing that there's a part of you who can just watch all these things happen. There's a part of you who can witness these things happening. This like, oh, this feeling of fear is arising. This feeling of uncertainty, this feeling of doubt is arising. And I love, I have a journal that I use that I can write these things down in, right? Uh, and, and, it's a, it's a very helpful process for externalizing it, for separating yourself from the feelings to just write them out. Like, I'm feeling this right now. Another thing that you can do to take it a little bit further is you can respond to them. You can respond to fear. You can respond to uncertainty. You can respond to, to self-doubt, right? In your journal, like, oh, I notice you, you're there. Um, here is here Here is why I think that you don't accurately represent the situation. But you can also do, uh, do this little uh, exercise that is taught in Stoicism uh, under premeditatio malorum, uh, which is a Latin term for basically thinking about all the bad things before they could happen. Um, I've also heard it called a pre-mortem. So like, for example, with a big project or maybe with the advertising campaign, you say, um, okay, let's imagine that this failed. Why did it fail? Okay, what can we do ahead of time to preempt those failures, right? That's what a, a pre-mortem would be. Um, so premeditatio malorum is you just ask, like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm feeling this fear about this. I'm feeling this fear about launching my own business. I'm feeling self-doubt about becoming an entrepreneur. Well, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, I may have to uh, 
file for bankruptcy. I may, you know, all my friends may desert me. I like all of these negative things you could come up with. You could come up with all the negative things. And then you can probably acknowledge that all those negative things are unlikely to come true. And actually, the more you push yourself through these things that you have fear, uncertainty, and doubt about, the more you'll realize that all of the worst things that our mind can imagine are primarily that. They're just in our imagination. Some imagined thing in the future that will never come true, right? Oftentimes, if you screw up a business, you just got to go get a job for a while and then, you know, maybe try again, right? Um, and in this process, as you're dealing with fear, uncertainty, and doubt, uh, it, you, can, you can identify what are called cognitive distortions, um, which is all those funny ways that our brain works that, um, that are inaccurate, that cause us to see the world in inaccurate ways. And I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Uh, but basically, our brain distorts reality all the time. My brain does, your brain does, everybody's does, right? And the more that we can recognize that our brain has been distorting reality, coming up with false stories, false narratives, the more power we have to see reality for what it is, see the current situation for what it is, recognize maybe, for example, that all those fears are things that I am imagining in the future and the only place that they exist right now is in my imagination. And that all that I can do right now is do my best in this moment and then do my best in whatever next moment arises as I'm doing the, the different activities. And then if you are still struggling with those um, false stories and cognitive distortions, it's important to be able to rewrite your stories um, so you can face your fears and not be consumed by them, right? Um, you know, I, if I'm going to rewrite my story about fear, it's, hey, I can face my fear and not be consumed by it. I am... I feel fear, right? I almost said I'm, I'm fearful. I feel fear about this thing, um, but I can face that fear and not be consumed, not be stopped by it. Fear, you can't stop me. I see you fear. You can't stop me, right? Ooh, uncertainty. Well, you can't be certain of anything. This is a good story to rewrite. You can't be certain of anything, but you can take action and find out. I can't be certain how this new... A marketing campaign is going to work, so I should not launch it. Oh, no, that's not a very good productive uh, approach to it. I can't be certain of how this new marketing campaign will work out. And so the best thing I can do is a controlled test and see how it works and if it's worth, you know, scaling or maybe editing or maybe going back to the drawing board, starting all over, right? You can't be certain of anything, but you can take action and find out. And then doubt. Ooh. Doubt. I don't think I can do it. I don't believe in myself. I don't believe that I'm capable of this. Well, maybe that doubt is telling you something. That's an important thing about all of these negative feelings. It's, it's, it's worth listening for a little bit just to see if there is any, uh, any true lesson in it that represents reality, right? And doubt, self-doubt is a great one. So you, you can use doubt to make sure that you are ready for a situation, but don't use doubt to stop you from taking action. We're rewriting this story. I use my doubt 
I use my feelings of self-doubt here to make sure that I am ready for whatever situation I'm putting myself in, but I'm not gonna use my feeling of self-doubt as a reason to not take action, right? So I, I may not quite feel capable of this. What three things do I have to do in order for me to be capable? What five questions do I have to answer in order for me to feel capable, right? So you can use doubt to make sure you're ready, but not to stop you from taking action. So part one was you are not your thoughts and feelings. And then we've spent a lot of time here talking about the three mind killers, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and how to defeat them. And importantly, I will say like, none of this defeating thing is like shoving it down. Defeating them is actually like letting them happen, letting the wave rise and fall. You try to stop a wave in the ocean and you know, whatever you're using to try to stop that wave is going to get demolished, right? But if you let that wave rise and fall, it's going to be gone like that. It's going to be gone. And um, so one of the best ways is to just see it, to acknowledge it. Fear, I see you. Uncertainty, I see you. Doubt, I see you, right? I see you rise and I see you fall and I move on. All right, the third major point that I wanted to share with you about mastering the mental game of entrepreneurship is actually a quote from the Bible that I have up here, um, but you don't have to be Christian or religious or um, follow any particular spiritual or religious tradition in order to benefit from this. As you believe, so it shall be done unto you. As you believe, so it shall be done unto you you. So there's obviously the metaphysical interpretation of this. There's also the non-metaphysical interpretation of this. You don't have to believe that this is like some magic thing where I'm going to, I'm going to believe something is going to happen. Therefore it will happen. Right. Um, my main emphasis here in the context of entrepreneurship is that your beliefs and stories lead to something called confirmation bias. This is actually one of the major cognitive distortions that impacts our lives on a daily daily basis, right? You believe something. You believe something, right? Um, it could be the self-doubt belief, right? You know, some story you have about yourself, like I'm not capable. Maybe it's something where uh, you were told that you were crap when you were growing up and that you were worthless and that you would never amount to anything. And it could be a teacher. It could be it could be parents, it could be some other loved one, it could be, um, you know, people who are so-called friends, it could be whatever, right? Somebody, somebody doubting you and this has turned into internalized hate and, um, and doubt. Well, as long as that story has firmly implanted itself in your conscious and subconscious mind, it's going to lead your brain to find and select evidence to filter evidence and take in that evidence which supports that belief, right? And our brains are really good at this, right? <laughs> if you believe X, Y, Z, your brain is going to find all the evidence it can to support it. It's just how it works. Um, it's how our brains work. And then when you are faced with even the strongest evidence, 
that would completely disprove your belief. Your brain will reject that evidence and say, nope, can't be true. Somebody made up that evidence. Somebody's hiding something. There's a vast conspiracy that, um, you know, this, this belief is, there, there's, there's people who don't want me to know the truth. And so I'm going to like not believe those people, right? And so in the face of the strongest evidence that would disprove your belief, your brain will reject it as long as confirmation bias is at play. So as you believe it shall be done unto you, if you believe you're going to fail, well, you're going to find all the evidence out there of failing. If you believe you're going to succeed, you're going to find all the evidence out there of succeeding. Like even to the point that you, if you believe you're going to fail, every little setback is going to be proof of your failure. If you believe that you're going to succeed, every little setback is going to be identified as, wow, failure is such a learning opportunity. I am on my way to discovering what's successful, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's the massive difference that can happen in the context of this lesson, as you believe so it shall be done unto you. And this is just how your brain works, right? You don't have to get metaphysical about it. The stories that you tell yourselves are everything. So going back to the fear, uncertainty, and doubt, like this is scary. This is, this is fearful. I can't do it. That's something that, you know, I'm sure plenty of people who've wanted to create uh, businesses, who've wanted to be entrepreneurs, have had either as a nonverbal feeling, right? Like they feel the fear and so it holds them back. Or they've thought similar words, right? Maybe it's worded differently, but this is, this is terrifying. I can't do it. This is scary. I can't do it, right? Versus, what if we rewrite that story? This is, this is scary. I can't do it. Versus, this scares me, but uh, I have the strength to handle it. I have the resilience to, to handle it, to figure it out, to like make it through. I'm going to feel my fear and I'm going to do it anyway, right? That's a brand new story. Or let's go with doubt. I don't know how to do it yet, so I'm not ready to get started. I don't, oh, I see this a lot. Like I have a lot of people who are essentially wannabe copywriters in, um, in my audience, subscribers, etc. I don't know how to do it yet. Like I, I don't know how to, and, and these are people who've been studying copywriting for one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years. I don't know how to do it yet, so I'm not ready to get started. People who, who study a skill for a very long time, um, this is not a business. There are certain businesses, like I want my surgeons to go through med school, right? I want the people who are, but even at that point, somebody graduates med school and they can still have this feeling, I don't know how to do it yet, so I'm not ready to get started, right? But there's this external, authority who's bestowing on them like, oh, you have passed the threshold. In the context of entrepreneurship and, and marketing, there's not an external authority. There are people who will sell you certifications, but those certifications are crap. They're just designed to appease this feeling. So this, this I don't know how to do it yet, so I'm not ready to get started. Let's rewrite that story. I'll have fun figuring out how to do this as I dive in. I'll have fun figuring out how to do this as I dive in. I mean, my own story was like that. 
I discovered copywriting in like March or April of 2005. And by summer, I was doing a couple small freelancing projects for the company that would hire me uh, full-time as soon as I moved across the country. And I think it was August 1st. Um, so April to May, June, July, August, four months later, I had a full-time job in a marketing department. And they knew that I was gonna be figuring it out, but they knew that I had this attitude. I'll have fun figuring out how to do it and creating success as I dive in and I'm dedicated to this, right? I don't know how to do it yet, so I'm not ready to get started versus I'll have fun figuring out how to do this as I dive in. Cool. Um, how about doubt? I don't know if I'm the right person for this. I don't know if I'm the right person for this. That's, that'll shut you down. Versus, well, <laughs> number one, like even as I said that, I don't know if I'm the right person for this. Who else, who else? If it's what you want, make it happen. Um, so my, my rewriting of, of I don't know if I'm the right person for this is I can and will grow into the person who succeeds at this. I can and will grow into the person who succeeds at this. Isn't that so different? This, this doubt, like it's still acknowledging, still acknowledging you have room to grow, that maybe you're not fully capable yet. You're not like the ideal, you know, master of the universe yet, <laughs> right? But I can and will grow into the person who succeeds at this. And again, for this, like rewriting these stories, journaling can be useful. Um, it's actually something I teach in my training, your subconscious success mechanism, which, you know, if you're going to go through pinnacle performance habits from Joseph, training your subconscious success mechanism is a nice uh, additional training to go through. Again, both part of BTMS Insiders. I'll include both links in the description. Um, in the context of this, this, as you believe, so it shall be done unto you, there is an underlying thing of um, growth versus fixed mindset. And there's some books by Dweck that are about this. Um, basically, uh, those, those stories that I rewrote above, the this is scary, I can't do it, versus this scares me, but I have the strength to handle it, and so on, right? I rewrote those from a fixed mindset. I can't do it, right? That's fixed. There's no, no change in it. I can't do it. It's like a, a fixed identity, right? To growth mindset is I have the strength to handle it, right? This scares me, but I have the strength to handle it. That implies that it's going to be tough, right? But you're going to grow into it, right? All that I did was I switched from, I didn't even realize I was doing it until afterwards. And then I decided to put this note afterwards. I switched from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. The, the, the capacity to grow is basically um, unlimited through the human lifetime. We have this, this capacity to grow in all sorts of ways. And when you embrace that you are always growing, you are always a work in progress, you have this capacity, um, then your, your ability to tackle things like entrepreneurship becomes you know, much greater. And in the context of all of this, like the other thing that I'm trying to do for you, and my, my last major point here is, is I'm trying to help you redefine stressful situations, right? Trying to help you redefine stress. So if we go back to the beginning, you're not your thoughts and feelings. You are not the stress that you're feeling. You're, you're, you're experiencing, you're feeling stress, you're thinking stressful thoughts, but you are not those thoughts. You are not those feelings, right? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt, 
right? Those are all stressful things, right? So we're trying to redefine stress. Um, one thing worth noting is that anxiety, right? Uh, so it could be, it could be um, stage fright. Stage fright is a very common type of anxiety that somebody may feel. And you may feel stage fright, not necessarily just stepping on a stage, but going to speak to a new prospect, right? Feel like it's a little bit of a performance, you're anxious about it, right? The, on a physiological level, the, the things that happen in your body, the, the perspiration, the increased heart rate, the respiration, the breathing changes are almost indistinguishable from excitement. The way that you can tell the difference between somebody who is anxious and somebody who is excited is not by hooking them up to a bunch of machines and reading the difference in heart rate, perspiration, and all of that, right? It's in asking them. Are you thinking anxious thoughts right now or are you thinking excited thoughts right now? And so if you can recognize that like stress creates all these, these um, physiological reactions, right? My heart's beating fast, like um, I'm, I'm sweating, like all these things, right? The story that you tell yourself that, oh, this means I'm anxious, this means I'm afraid, this means I can't do it versus, wow, this means I'm excited, my body's giving me energy, it's getting pumped up, it's getting ready to go, right? And that's the difference, right? So if you can redefine stress from I'm feeling anxious to um, my body is excited and getting ready to tackle this situation, it can go a long way towards giving you the, the, the mental capacity to handle all of this, right? And some examples here, like stress in the gym is considered good stress. Like we literally go to the gym to stress our muscles to grow them. <laughs> but stress at work, is bad, right? Stress in trying to accomplish things is bad. Well, uh, not necessarily. Like, yes, there are there are distressful situations. There's also eustress. Like, there is a difference here. Like, most people know the word distress, but there's on the other side of that is eustress. Basically, that's good stress, eustress versus bad stress, distress. Right? That's it's actually in that the etymology, um, in the origin of the words. So by this, like, I'm not talking about actual traumatic events. That's a whole different topic um, and something that, you know, I'm not really here to help you with and not really capable of helping you with. But what I'm talking about is the day-to-day -day stress, especially that we experience as an entrepreneur and our capabilities to deal with the everyday stressors and importantly, your relationship with that stress, right? And the more that you can embrace that, I can move towards stress. I can use stress as a stimulus for growth, just like I would in the gym, right? Creating stress on my muscles as a stimulus for growth. The more that I can use stress as a stimulus for growth, the, the stronger I can become mentally and emotionally. And that is embracing use stress, redefining many of the stresses that we feel on a, on a daily basis as, as positive stress versus negative stress. And um, one, one last thing about this at 11 o'clock every morning, I have a reminder that pops up from my calendar, um, that says stress is motivating and energizing stress is motivating and energizing. And that is me rewriting the story in my head of my relationship with stress. And most days I almost ignore, like the, the level of attention paid to that reminder is, oh, I just repeat it in my head one time, right? 
and I dismiss it. Like I, I repeat it as I read it because I'm trying to figure out what the reminder is and I dismiss it, right? Uh, but it, it comes out of a program from Stanford University um, called Rethinking Stress. And it's actually a free program that you can go through that is all about reframing and rethinking your relationship with stress and identifying stress as a growth opportunity. And that quote to me is just one of those things that I wrote down as I was going through. Stress is motivating and energizing. Um, because that it, stress does create all of those same physiological reactions um, as what you could label anxiety or what you could label excitement. And the more that you can embrace the, these feelings as they come up and say, wow, um, this is giving me motivation and energy to tackle whatever, the more powerful you can be as an entrepreneur as you deal with all of the things that um, can often feel so stressful to so many people. So that's what I have for you today regarding mastering the mental game of entrepreneurship. Uh, clearly, I, I went um, longer than a normal daily episode, but I think that it was totally worth it. And this is stuff that like, to me is really uh, important and exciting. And even though, you know, some days I'm talk talking to you about very tactical things, like here's how to write copy that sells. Right? Here's how to write marketing that sells. It's all of this stuff that differentiates you in your ability to really implement all of those lessons. And so if you don't master the head game stuff, so many of the tactics just don't have a chance to ever be implemented, right? So um, I, I'm glad that you have stuck with me. If you're here at this point hearing me, um, you've stuck with me through all of this and I really appreciate you. Check out the links in the description to Pinnacle Performance Habits uh, with Joseph Rodriguez, as well as my training, Your Subconscious Success Mechanism. And I will include a link to the Stanford Rethinking Stress Program. That's just a, a free, quick training um, on how you can rethink and reorient your relationship with stress. I'm Roy Furr, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Every day and every episode, I'm here mostly sharing about copywriting, marketing, and entrepreneurship. Um, some days, some weeks, I focus more on personal development um, because this is critical too. I will catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.